Yeah, so um, I'm only like 20 minutes into the episode from last week. Got to have it done by Saturday. But it looks like I'm not working tomorrow either so far, so I'll have oh, time. Oh, hey. That's at least nice. I feel like you guys had a Guess. long fucking weekend, so yeah, you need we, a break. We really did. Um, and I do... Like, we just got back from Sacramento last night at like 10. And I got to yeah. say... um. I'd like to apologize to Sacramento because I feel like I was a bit harsh in the last episode. <laughs> I had I had kind of a blast this last time. Did you really? I did. I really did. Yes. Because I was um, going to say your first text message to me about Sacramento was not glowing. But then the rest <laughs> of the pictures seemed like you were having a nice time. Yeah. So... Uh, Normally we go with with the in-laws and where the in-laws are usually like planning everything and we set up in a hotel in the fucking like suburb boring section of Sacramento. So we're usually kind of in an awful spot. I think it's called Arcadia or something. Yeah, you 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 part of Sacramento, you suck. Sorry. <laughs> I love the the you part. No. But so this time we stayed at um, Embassy Suites, as I said last time. We stayed in uh, Old Town or just downtown. I forget which. Because Old Town and downtown are different depending on where you live. I don't know. Wait, so but you were you were downtown? Or Old Town. I don't know. Was everyone waiting for you? I'm not sure what this reference is going for. Downtown, everyone's waiting for downtown. Everyone's waiting for you. Oh, good. Downtown. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's all I know, so that's it. No, so we stayed kind of in the city, and it's it's funny because the in-laws were even saying, like, oh, that's not a good part of town. Um, and we just went with – I just went with Brittany and Brittany's brother, and then we just – we like visited the the an art museum and we visited the boardwalk and they've got all kinds of crazy shit down there and it, it was actually legitimately fun. The food pics y'all sent looked damn Fucking, delicious. Ugh. Yeah, so uh like the second day or whatever we went to like this art gallery, um the uh, Crocker's art gallery I think it was called. Um and they had Kroger's. a bunch of It's not we didn't fucking go to Kroger's. Is there even a Kroger this side of the fucking west? <laughs> I don't know. The art gallery is really cool. There's a lot of modern art. Um, there is this cool. I mean, I, I put I sent the paintings in in Discord, so you could always see. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the the. I like your yo. I'm not being facetious anymore. This AI <laughs> art exhibit is legit. Yeah, so <laughs> I started me. like being like uh, a poor sport, and I'm like, oh, I'm in Sacramento. Oh, look at this art gallery. Er, actually, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is thick as fuck. Yeah, there was, um, you know, a bunch of paintings, a bunch of cool, like, sculptures and things that I'm like, wow, this is actually really cool. But uh, we went specifically because there was a um, uh, an AI exhibit. Yeah, that's, like, the whole reason you guys went? Like, that, that was what we kind of saw. Uh, uh, Brittany's brother is the one who wanted to go, and, and he was like, I read about this, and I want to go see it. And we're like, cool, let's do it. Uh, but it was an AI uh, art gallery so basically an artist like kind of put his own things into ai to like make mm -hmm. art and everything so yeah. we went with the expectation of look at this ai art look at how bad this whole situation is look at how we're going in the wrong direction yeah. and we and we actually left going that was actually very well said 
about AI art. So we, we get there and we look at all the art. We finally get to the AI art gallery part itself, the exhibit. And uh, there's like some like comic strips and panels and like little things of like AI art where that's done with like a little needle. Like it's it's uh, programmed to actually like draw it out. Oh, and neat. I think I saw, I think I see the picture of that. Yeah, the, the pictures, like, you have to kind of zoom in because they're very, like, it's it's all one art, like a big Etch-A-Sketch, basically, with, like, just different colors. And there's, like, a bunch of those, and some of them are, like, really well thought, and some of them are just, like, it's just random shit. But Some of them are, that's not a marshmallow! <laughs> yeah. I actually really like that one. We will post these. Yeah, my one of my favorites is uh, when we went by where it was a, um uh, like, one of those, it's, it's, a, it's a text generator thing, mm-hmm. and... It was uh, every couple minutes, it would AI generate new text to say. And like yeah. the one that I, I liked was uh, it says emotion rich paintings brought to you by emotionless machines. Ironic, isn't it? So like it's <laughs> AI art commenting on AI on art. itself. Yeah. Yeah. The, the exhibit, the show is called AI MI. And I highly recommend it if you're in the Sacramento ish area for whatever reason. Um, so the the ticker board that you're talking about, the yes, base of it board, says AI generated criticism of show. Is it yes. the criticism of their show in particular, or just like yes, AI shows as a whole? Uh, I mean, yeah, yes to both. I think it's both a little bit of both. Because even having the picture, it uh, the little needle thing making a, a new piece, mm-hmm. well, the one with the eyes. I'm sure you could see that. Yeah. Uh, there was also uh, an AI video on uh, an old kind of TV of uh, Bob Ross. So it was like AI generated Bob Ross painting. And it was very ironic. Like the way it is like Bob Ross is the king of, of you know, relaxing painting, yeah. jump into your creativity kind of thing. And here it is being recreated by artificial intelligence. Yeah. Like in always, in real time, like the video was going, it's it's crazy. I always find it really interesting that AI, since it's sort of it has to teach itself and learn, is essentially adopting the styles that it's fed to. Yes, it's always really interesting to me because then it spits out some bonkers stuff. I don't know the details, and I should have looked into it, but I'm pretty sure that the the artist who set this up only put his own art into this artificial intelligence. Or yeah, those who were who were agreeing to do it. I feel like that's a really interesting sort of um, like gray area. I guess is the best way to put it. Maybe. Well, no matter what, AI is just a tool like anything else. Like it's like a paintbrush. Yeah, exactly. You can use a paintbrush it's to how you paint, use it, yeah. or you can fucking stab <laughs> someone in the eye with the paintbrush. It's... Well, yeah, and you can use a paintbrush to paint your own original art, or you can use a paintbrush to like I've seen people that do they'll project an image onto. Uh, like a canvas and they'll paint that yeah. image so it's like you there's so much technology and ways to kind of utilize things as tools like you said that it really just depends on how you're actually using it absolutely everything comes down to how is it being used and unfortunately in this day and age with the kind of um uh climate we have towards artificial intelligence and tools and hey everybody please don't misuse this it's absolutely getting misused that's that was always going to fucking happen like pretty much any other thing in this world it's absolutely going to get misused at some point yeah like uh i don't know if you remember um i I forget 
it was this last year, wasn't it? The AI deepfake porn thing like really blew up this last year where like people were just like, I'm going to use AI to make porn of people who don't make porn because I don't care about their own privacy or yeah. their own respect. It's about what it's I like, want. And it's 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 kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, it is. It, it also had like the prompt of uh, like you enter a prompt like uh, a, a, a quote thing and it generates art for you. Like the yeah. people in front of us did like a, <clears throat> The Last Supper, but with dinosaurs. And it turned out pretty yeah, good. Yeah, okay. That was my favorite thing that I just saw a picture of on here was the... Because the prompt isn't just The Last Supper with dinosaurs. It's... um. Oh, the way that they worded it is good. I'm trying to no, find the so, again. No, um, so, correction, the prompt was The Last Supper, but with dinosaurs, and then the machine generated that prompt. Oh, it, they it ge- took the machine generated the this the, full portion that says, the painting vividly portrays the iconic Last Supper scene, but instead of the traditional biblical figures, dinosaurs sit around the table in the place of the disciples. Each dinosaur embodies a distinct personality, creating a surreal yet fascinating reimagining of historical event. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Is the prompt that's was, fucking hilarious? Um, uh, uh, oh, I don't have it. Um, I'd like to but, talk about the personalities of each dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, but I had Brittany do the prompt of like Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross karate fighting. Yeah, that was sick. And it, it's pretty good. Um, I did. Damn, that's interesting. I, I I recorded the video too of me doing like a Spider Man church, and it turned out it turned out okay. But I feel like it could have been done better. But I definitely wasn't gonna just sit there with it all day and, and run it till I got something good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, then that's a cool exhibit. That's I feel it, like that also shows people kind of how AI art works, which I think is an important educational tool as yeah. it becomes more prevalent. Because it's like nowadays you can create a very realistic image with that nice enough AI, and it's, it's important to know that that is possible. It's kind of like mean, when we Photoshop, about, everyone was like, "Nothing's real anymore." Yeah, and especially like I could tell whether that's Photoshop, but like. As, as time went on, like people got better at it and it got a lot harder to differentiate what is and isn't Photoshopped, at least yeah. with, with professionals. There's a lot of amateurs out there who just, just like, yeah, it still looks fucking like Photoshop their yeah. ass and it's like, you're bending the door behind you, bro. Yeah, we can see. But I mean, like a couple episodes, we were talking about uh, like AI porn and, and how it, it puts, it doesn't know exactly. The yeah, correct distance to put the vagina yeah. and asshole. It's just kind of like in a weird are position. Are your vagina to... and asshole not about five feet apart? Mine are, but that's that's just general. Oh, well, see, you're the thing that's throwing off the AI generations. You're the outlier that it's focusing a little too hard on. Yeah, but we talked about that. And then already it there's 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 times where like it pops up like on Reddit and stuff where I can't I it, it's a lot harder for me to tell. Yeah, and that's the crazy I feel part like because I I took pride in like I can point it so out so quickly. Yes, yeah, especially like with humans and the technology that they're using to process this and like produce this are simultaneously learning. I mean, it it does boil down to if it can be utilized by porn somehow, it will take leaps and bounds in such a short <laughs> period of time. Look at look at phones. Uh, the, I forget which comedian things, said it. 
the two things that move industry forward, war and porn. Yeah. Yeah, I forget which comedian said it, but he said, like, you'll notice that, like, phones were getting smaller and smaller and smaller until we discovered we could watch porn on phones. And then all and of a sudden they, they started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. tiny laptops. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. My favorite one, and I'm not sure to post this, but uh, on our way out, the little uh, ticker uh, set showed my favorite quote, which is, the best part about AIMI is the exit sign that glows promisingly in the distance. And I was like, fabulous. God damn. But yeah, it turned out Way to be to like a, a it turned out to be a really smart social commentary on AI art itself. Which I love because that's what art is supposed to be, like a commentary on life and society. Yeah. Uh I mean the 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 museum itself had a bunch of other art too, a lot of old paintings of I'm not gonna pretend I'm an art major and go, oh yes, Rembrandt. Uh. An old painting <laughs> of uh, and here we see an old painting of a horse. There was some where I'm like, this is a big ass painting. Horse. Dude, sometimes you go to a fucking museum and the painting is so goddamn huge with such tiny little detail. I it's fucking ridiculously impressive that people yeah. can some of the just some of the ones microcosm that I sh- their way into these little tiny details for so much space. Yeah, some of the ones I showed too, like you, you can see a person next to it, and it's like Jesus Christ! Damn, that bitch is big. That's a canvas and a half. Yeah, but I mean, I had a lot more fun this time. We we were able to actually uh, yeah, kind of stretch our were... wings and and explore a little bit more and and find new places to go. I found this. I I mean, this is a chain restaurant, but we went to this Korean barbecue restaurant, and it was fucking incredible. Well, that's the thing is like chain restaurants, obviously, you know, your smaller kind of mom and pop deals, you'll probably get a more intimate experience. But sometimes chain restaurants, it's really just about like what city you're in to experience. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's, if I'd call it a chain, if there's like only three of them. I don't know if that counts. What constitutes as a chain? Because I I know that there's a couple. Because, well, yeah. And like, what's the difference between a chain and a franchise? Oh, a franchise is, um, when someone else buys it, when right? someone when someone else buys something that is a part of a chain, and yeah. and there it's it's like it's a part of a, a a major conglomerate, but it is like a locally owned thing. If at least two restaurants are owned by the same company, they are typically considered a chain. Blip. There you go. But uh, this restaurant uh, has like a little cat robot that like delivers oh your food to you. I don't know if you see the the photos at all. Yeah, I love when tiny robots. I took a bring video too. Stuff. Watch the video. I fucking love when tiny robots bring me things. It makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, the food is incredible. For those who haven't been to a Korean barbecue, you go in, you pay a price, and then they bring you like fucking unlimited, food. unlimited food that you cook in front of you. But it's it's great, and they had like ribeye too. So we paid. Like $35 a person and ate unlimited ribeye, which is fucking insane. I was just talking like a couple episodes about how ribeye is really expensive now. What happened? And and here they are like. Here it is for cheap. Next time I go, I'll probably pay the higher price and get the Wagyu stuff because they did have Wagyu, Ooh. but I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah. Well, but now, you know, it's like a, it's a legit place that you enjoyed. So I feel like it's easier to then pop the extra Apparently, cash on it. Yeah, this place is called Blue House Korean Barbecue, and apparently, like, there's there's another one called Oz, which the locals are saying is even better. 
And so I, I definitely want to try that. But do they have a cat robot? That's the question. That's that's the that's the big question. That's is the selling feature for me is does it have a cat robot? Yeah, because I was looking around because I'm like, let's do some Korean barbecue tonight. I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, this one's pretty high rated. Oh, this one has supposed to have some really good Korean fried chicken. And then I clicked on this one and it had a cat robot. And I'm like, and we're going and here. Done. Sold. <laughs> Did your Korean barbecue have leaves? Like uh, little lettucey, cabbagey leaves to put your stuff in. I mean kimchi. Oh, oh, uh, to put in? No. Just Damn. like a little tray, like that you like. It came with like a tray that had um, like a garlic soy sauce and uh, salt, and then like it came with like uh, little things of uh, like shredded cabbage, shredded cucumber, kimchi, beets that you like. Kind of like wrap yeah. your, like you you just get like your chopsticks. You get meat and then that, and then just dip it and eat it all at once. It's delicious. I Fucking Korean delicious. Barbecue. At some point, we gotta all go back to Korea because now that I. Because you guys visited like right I'd when we like got there. To. So I want to go back and show you guys now that I kind of like ha- know where some good stuff is. Yeah. Because, oh my God, Bosom would blow your mind. I mean, it also doesn't help that we were only there for like a couple of hours. It was just a, yeah. a, 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 a small we made, afternoon. We made the absolute, absolute most of those couple of hours because y'all almost missed your cruise ship home. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That was insane. <laughs> we, As like, we, we run fucking across crossed... this like three football field parking lot going like don't leave we cross the threshold and it goes like time to leave and oh jesus i guess some people did get left behind oh my god yeah i feel like you guys were legitimately the last people left like allowed to get on the boat we were we we were like i said we crossed the threshold doors shut boop we're gone yeah and even then like i feel like we were like a minute or two late too Cause, yeah, cause, yeah, they we were, were like running. waited extra time. Didn't they reprimand you guys? They were like, "You shouldn't be so late next time." No, they didn't care. Cruise ships oh, well, are, are, yeah. Uh, I feel like cr- a cruise ship would be fun if a I was on any other cruise ship than the one I went on, and b <laughs> I went with I went with friends and we were making a big party out of it, drinking every night, haha, fun games. But the one we went on was just kind of like it was localized to to Asia, so like it you know traveled from like Japan to Korea to the other side of Japan, and <laughs> I feel like like even Brittany was saying like this is kind of low budget for a, for a cruise. Like I yeah, guess the I cruise like- that she was talking about has like twenty four seven buffet, and I'm like this one had like a very strict time schedule. And yeah, it was like- no, if you're on a cruise, I want to be able to be. Not that I would do this, but I want to be able to be like kind of a like a drunk asshole and eat at whatever hour of the day I want because time yeah. doesn't exist when you're on a cruise. Yeah, cruises are fucking. It's it's. I'm. I want to pretend to be royalty for a minute. Yeah, I want to be royalty, and I want to just exist as freely as humanly possible. It's like if you go to an all-inclusive resort, I don't want to go to one that won't bring me like weird fucking room service at three in the morning. Yeah. That's what's the point. Uh, to be fair, though, this was a very – it wasn't a busy cruise because I, I guess some of the better oh. cruises are, like, packed full of people. Yes, yeah. And this and that, one was this one was kind of empty. Yeah, this one was kind of empty, nice. but we were also the only white people on that boat. Uh-huh. That's fun. Because it was, like, you know, Korea, Japan. Yeah, it's so a like localized it was a of, cruise. Yeah, um, yeah you so guys because, had to fly to get there. Yeah. And I kind of wish we didn't. Like, on one hand, it was nice to kind of have, like, a breather from from flying there. 
But then also like the second we were off the ship and actually like going around Tokyo, I'm like, I should have I should have had five more days of this. This is way better. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, I've been on one cruise in my life, and granted, I, w- I think I was eight years old when I went on it. But when I vacation places, or not really vacation, because my style of vacation is more of I want to go experience the culture and things, not like hole up in a resort. Um, but like when you it go depends. to do that, yeah. you don't really want to spend one day in one area and one day in another area. Like either I'm at like an all-inclusive resort and I'm and I'm acting like royalty for the next three days or I'm going out and about in each area that I'm visiting yeah. and trying to soak up some culture for several days at a time. It For me, it depends on why I'm vacationing. Yes, it does. For, for me, like if it's a matter of like I want to get out and explore and just visit something else and like really, you know, see the sights, then yes. But if I'm vacationing because I fucking super need some time away to, to to like decompress then i'm totally gonna be a fucking resort bitch and just sit in the pool yeah. drinking all day that's what i mean is like there's two schools of thought but i'm yeah. saying when i'm doing the exploring one i don't want to spend you know less than a day in each location like those uh yeah i don't know it's like some high schools offer the oh we're gonna go to europe but you're gonna spend a day in france a day in italy a day in germany a day here and i'm like fuck that that sounds exhausting even for a a child like you're not absorbing anything yeah Brittany and i even like um while we were in tokyo we were doing a day like um per prefecture i don't know if that's the right word for it like but a day in like uh uh akihabara oh my god why can't i say it you got this akihabara like we 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 spent like our hotel was in akihabara but like we spent a couple days there but then we would only get like a day in um like uh shibuya and stuff and i definitely want to like have more than one day in shibuya or more than one day in um i forget I forget which one the I forget which one the Ghibli Park was in, but there was like a Studio Ghibli museum we went to that oh, was sick. fucking awesome. The only problem is is that we weren't able to um we weren't able to do any photos inside. So we had to take photos outside, like on the roof. Oh, we got a photo of that the giant yeah. robot from uh Castle in the Sky. It was crazy. That's sick though. <laughs> but like the the Studio Ghibli Museum had like a life sized cat bus from My Neighbor Totoro that kids could play oh, on, and like Brittany and I were just really like fucking cool. We were resisting the urge, like we fucking really wanted to get up on that bitch because they because <laughs> well, it was you're like not a big allowed to take photos of that. Yeah, we we weren't you you're not you're, you can Google oh, it and find sucks. it, but um, yeah, but you, professional photos, yay, your photos, nay. Correct, yeah. Japan has a lot yeah. of things about photos. Like in a lot of the uh, stores yeah, well, I went into, a, has yeah. like a no photo button, yeah, or like no photo sign that like says don't, even though it's like it's just for action figures and statues. Yeah, well, that's like um, oh my god, it's just the outside of the museum is really cool architecture. Oh, the uh, Ghibli Museum, yeah, it's really yeah. fucking. You could see the cage like on the top on the roof, like that's where mm-hmm. like the the like there's like a rooftop garden and it's got like a bunch of cool shit. That's sick. Um, yeah, that's if you buy a phone in Korea, a bunch of people thought it was really weird that my phone could take photos without making a shutter sound. Because that's, I guess, if you buy a phone in most of Asia, it like there is no way to turn off the shutter sound. Yeah, Brittany was asking me about that because she noticed that I don't have it either. I 
because because Samsung and iPhones are supposed to just have it, but if you just turn your phone on silent, it doesn't make any it's, noise. Yeah, but in yeah in most of Asia, that's not an option. Like it will always make a shutter sound no matter what. I mean that makes sense. It's it's I I feel like it should be just because like it's it's weird that um, at least for Korea, from what I understood from what uh, a friend of mine I guarantee owns Japan's going to be the same. There. Yeah, I kind of figured it was the same, but a friend of mine owned a like a phone store there, and he said it was based in there was a lot of like dudes taking creepy upskirt photos of people. Yeah. Yep. So they just put the automatic shutter sound so that people know when you're taking a photo and it doesn't like turn itself down with yeah. your phone volume at all. And so everybody was like really weirded out that I could take photos without it making like a <laughs> sound. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. They were like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, I guess I was like, we probably have that problem, but Yeah. Uh we don't like rules. If if y'all wanna go out and, and go see the Studio Ghibli Museum, keep in mind that you need to get the tickets like a month in advance and then have it oh, yeah? like delivered to your hotel room. Yeah, it's it's kinda hard to get yeah. into. Like if you go then you're like, Oh, I wanna go do this, you you won't be nope. able to just it won't happen. Go there and then like get in. No, you have to have Shit, the tickets in know. advance. It's fucking real. There, there's a new one though. There's like a little like oh my kind god, of the park. stained glass and it's cool too. Google oh, the fucking man. Studio Ghibli Museum. This shit is amazing. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of my one of the highlights of me visiting Japan. Dude, I feel like Japan really knows how to do like really cool visuals when they do museums. And I got stuff. some dope pork cutlet sandwiches from them. They they have a beer. I have I still have the beer bottle. Um. But they they brew a beer and they have like uh like Studio Ghibli art. I think it's I think mine had Laputa on it, but it has like Studio Ghibli Miyazaki art on the beer label. That's super fucking cool. Yeah, shit was awesome. Love that. But like to get there, I I forget where which prefecture it's in, but like we had to like go through this giant park, and in the giant park is a giant zoo that you have to go through. And it's, what the fuck? Yeah, it it, it it's a good zoo. Um, I love there's that a lot of like there's a lot of cool things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dope. <laughs> yeah, there's so many pictures online that like you can't like you're not allowed to take, but these pictures are fine. That's neat. But it did have a lot of um like where uh, Miyazaki came from and his process of uh of of uh, making, you know, cell shading and stuff and how mm-hmm. you know, how animated movies used to be made. So there's like a lot of like cool like ins and outs of the secret, like the secrets of movie making, animated really movie neat. making words. They're fun. <laughs> anyway, Things but I went I'm to Sacramento. I didn't go to Japan this last weekend. But uh, you had a good time in Sacramento, and that's what matters. I totally did. Yeah, highlight was yeah. the fucking Korean uh, cat robot delivering me meat. Fuck yeah! So much meat. Yeah, I feel like you and Brittany got to um. Do some just you guys travel. They right? had soy garlic fried Korean fried chicken, but like when I had it, I was Ooh. like, I bet actual Korean fried chicken is still better than this because like I I think the the chicken karaage we had at home was better, oh, like the Japanese fried chicken. Huh. Last time I was at the Embassy Suites, I I had a much better impression left on me than this time. Oh yeah. Like oh my god so we get in and i'm not one to be like you know i'm not gonna i'm not the type of person to like run my finger across like the table and go hmm dusty (laughs) but it was dusty and there was there was a a fucking biscotti behind the fucking 
uh, nightstand. And then <laughs> the next day, we like we go out and we go to the museum and everything. We come back and water is seeping up the floor. We're on the fucking third floor. So the the, the floor is like uh, has the illusion of being wood, but it is just like roll on tile shit. And mm-hmm. like water was like seeping through the cracks of that, and it was very obvious. What the fuck? And we like we're like, oh okay. So we like left and came back, and then it would like had seeped through the carpet, and it was impossible to just walk around it. So we had to like call them, and then they just like changed <laughs> our room. And then I don't mean to be a Karen or a Darren or a Kevin, but like they were just like, oh yeah, move your room. That's it. It's like okay, can I? I don't know. Get. Can we get like an upgrade? Can I get like a fucking free drink? Like, nah, like, man. Here's my. Thing. I, have I have to. I have to. I'm already unpacked. Now I have to repack everything and then fucking and move. move it to. Yeah, like this is taking my time away, and and I'm it's bullshit. Yeah, I got two schools of thought on this. One, also the you breakfast said that you were saying at Embassy Suites. I feel like Embassy Suites has been going downhill for a long time. Because uh, we used to go there with my grandparents for, uh, I think, like, Easter brunch or something. And it rapidly declined over the years. Yeah. And then... um, Like, it's been, like it's been, like, it's... 12 years since I've been there. But, like, last time I was there, I was like, this is shit. This is fucking awesome. And then this time, I was just like, eh. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the free breakfast like was not. <laughs> because Karen culture exists, people think that complaining makes them a Karen. No, fucking complaining about weird shit. Like, for example, oh my god. This past weekend at work, I had a lady say that she wanted to sue me because I told her she couldn't bring her outside food and alcohol into a closed restaurant. You said that on this epi- on this podcast before. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Two weekends ago then. Um, oh, no, I was just thinking, she- like, my, my thing was that it just happens that often. No, uh, the threatening to sue doesn't happen that often. But part of her complaint was... It's cold and there's not a lot of snow outside. And I was like, ma'am, I cannot control the weather. Yeah. That's a Karen complaint. Complaining because, like, your food comes out cold or the server's a dick to you, not a Karen complaint. Like, still don't be rude about it, but that's a valid complaint. You're a human. You're allowed to not be happy. I I super, like, because I've worked in the service industry. I work customer service. I know that it fucking sucks. There's nothing worse than it. So I'm definitely, I definitely have a higher tolerance for like, this is bullshit than a lot of other people. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, everybody has a bad day. Working in the service industry sucks. So I don't yeah, want to like, right. I don't want to make it worse. But like, if I'm, so long as, you know, I'm not wronged and I'm not, you know, I don't want to say disrespected because that's a shitty thing to say. But like no, so long but as, ki- but kind of so long as you're like vaguely respectful of the fact that I'm also a human existing in this world, yeah. like I'm not gonna be weird about anything that goes wrong. Like I don't care that my food comes out cold. Honestly, God, just go stick it in a microwave. Like yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, like I'm with you. You're gonna get a twenty percent tip because I, I, I think I a I hate tipping culture, mm-hmm. but yeah, if we have to fucking adhere to this, I'm sorry that your employer fucking just totally screwed you over and and i'm just definitely going to show you that i i i'm i'm here for you i'm here with you i'm here to help participate in this crappy system and i'm not going to fuck you over yeah on the other hand though if i'm if i'm if if i order something carry out and i get there and you have the tablet and it's already highlighted to 25% i'm 
less likely to to fucking tip. Yeah, because I'm like, like tipping culture is a service kind of a thing. Like, I I don't know your name. I you don't know my name. Like we barely spoke. Yeah, especially with takeout. Like, what did we really do here? Yeah, you made me my food. I came in and got it. End of transaction. Completed the service portion of this agreement. Like I'm, I don't tip every time I fucking get Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I I hate tipping culture, and that's one of my favorite things about going to other countries is that it's basically non-existent. It doesn't exist. Depending on where you go, because everybody yeah. outside of the U.S. is paid accordingly. A nominal wage. <laughs> a livable wage. Uh, so we should start this episode. This is like twice yeah, in a twice in a row that we like fucking waited half an hour. <laughs> Keeping all this all right. too. Welcome to We Have That Podcast at Home. I'm on brand Rachel. And I'm on brand Gamage, and this is our off brand podcast. The only pop culture podcast to bravely venture into the unknown and give you all of the Emmy Award nominees. Psych, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I'm not talking about it. Nope. Each week we play Russian roulette with our success and spin a wheel to find out the genre of the next week's podcast. This week is not the Emmys. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Emmys. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll cover it a little bit, but we're not giving you a play-by-play, okay? Yeah, I mean, you've already you've already read the news, and this is already two weeks after the fact, so suck it. Yeah. So, Kieran uh, Culkin <laughs> got lead actor in drama series. Who? Kieran Culkin. Oh, for uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I think so. Dope. Yeah. No, it, it's it's for Succession. Oh damn! But he isn't Scott Pilgrim, and he's Macaulay. I don't think I realized Macaulay got had a brother. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, they're like look the exact same. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't watch the Emmys because I'm an adult millennial, and award shows are already kind of stupid. Yeah, like, I'm. Yeah, acting talent is not is is barely existent in in what decides awards unless it's like really 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 good most of the time it's 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 whatever whoever's paying the most the for your consideration parties where it's like they send everybody ipads and shit stupid <laughs> i know that yeah, I uh the bear won like a show. bunch okay he, i have did we talk about this the other week i take umbrage with the bear not because it's not a great depiction of restaurant life but because i feel like it um can somewhat like romanticize restaurant life? I, maybe that's the wrong way to say that. I'm glad you brought it up because my my thought on it is that I've never actually seen the show and I have no thought. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't. It it looks good and I've I've been seeing a lot of things on it, but it's it's not a bad show. I don't think I've actually watched any of the shows. Um, let's see, The White Lotus. Uh, I tried watching it. I thought it was boring. Succession. No, thought it was boring. Abbott Elementary. I fucking love Abbott Elementary. Dope. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if we've seen any of the things on the Emmy Award winning lists. That, that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skimming through it. Last week, Definitely, tonight with John I Oliver. The bear. Yep. I've never uh, seen The Bear. I RuPaul's tried. RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, I mean, I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but yeah. Seems like an obvious win. The Daily Beef. Show. John Oliver, beef. I hear beef is so good. Yeah, I also heard it's beef it's is pretty it's been good. on my list, but like I've, every time, like I'm like in the mood to watch it. There's something else happening, but boy, it's supposed to be really good. Ali Wong won lead actress for beef. 
Yeah, I'm actually not an, uh, an Ali Wong fan. I just never liked her stand-up, but like apparently she is a really great I actress in it. I have never seen her do stand-up. She does a lot of she, – she's famous for like a stand-up where she's pregnant and she makes a lot of like – I don't want to discount – female comedians because i think it's stupid and played out and not every not every female comedian is amy schumer okay but like mm-hmm. you know a lot of her her comedy style is like you know like women and and hating your husband and being pregnant and i liked i think the i don't remember what the title was but it was one of her very first netflix specials and i don't think i've liked any of her netflix specials since and it was um a lot of the jokes were about like meeting her husband and the joke was that she was trying to trap his ass cuz he's a doctor. Yeah. Throughout like the entire show was sort of the basis of like how she's like uh, like I I don't mean this in a bad way at all but like she's like I'm a fucking degenerate this man is a doctor we're dating I'm trying to trap his ass and the end of it is her going and then I realized this motherfucker has like $200,000 in debt and he trapped my ass what the fuck is this <laughs> that's a little And it funny. was like a really great punch cuz the entire show that's like the overarching joke within it's- all of the subsequent jokes yeah, that is kind of clever because it is like like a lot of like I was saying, a lot of her stuff is very stereotypical, um, like female humor that only females can understand, or like what what the stereotype of females are, um, and then like turning it around like that's kind of funny. I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I would. I'll find whatever the first one that I ever saw was because I've watched her since and they didn't make me laugh as hard. But... Yeah. I mean that very I, first one I thought was fabulous, like fantastic. I don't I don't have a lot of uh, free time, so like usually what I'll do, especially with like finding new stand up, is I'll watch one special, and if I like watch it, and for like half an hour I don't get like a smirk or a smile or a laugh, I'm yeah, like, like I, I gotta time. I have to leave this I have to leave this behind. And the one I saw yeah. was the was the one where she's in a pink dress and she's clearly pregnant, and I just it just wasn't working for me. It just wasn't your thing. And not and again, not every woman comedian is is fucking Amy Schumer. <laughs> uh, Taylor Tomlinson is probably one of my favorite comedians. Just baseline, you've seen her stuff. She's Taylor she's very millennial. She, she. I actually think I know who that is because my stepdad, when he was doing, you watched it while Uber. you were here. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, like, I think the reason that I know of this person is because when my stepdad Tim was doing Uber, he, like, met a bunch of interesting people around, because he did it through, like, LA mostly, so there's a couple people that are now famous comedians that I heard of, like, kind of during their up and coming as they Mm -hmm. were getting shows in LA, and I think that's one of those, those names that that's always, like, the first thing that I think of. Right, yeah, makes sense. Uh, she's yeah. she's she's definitely one of my favorite comedians, like male and female, disregarded entirely. She's she funny. She funny. Uh, she let's see what else life. we have on here. Beef, beef, Blackbird. I've never even heard of Blackbird. Yeah, almost all of these I have not heard of. I mean, you've Any, heard of Succession. About, you've heard of. I have literally not heard of Succession. You haven't? It's like the big. It was no. the biggest show on HBO. I, I guess it finished up, but it was about. Uh, a billionaire family and the the guy the the dad is is old and he's retiring so everybody's like gunning for to be the next one i think i don't know i never actually finished it i yeah no i have no idea it's supposed to be really good though i see ted lasso was on 
All, all, okay, I know what Only Murder in the Building is. Dude, Only Murders in the Building is one of my favorite fucking shows, it's, period. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Because of it gets the the trio of um uh Steve Martin and Martin Short and Chevy Chase, but then gets rid of Chevy Chase because he sucks and he's awful, and then fucking <laughs> brings in Selena Gomez, and like it's Beautiful. just the perfect like balance of of funny and and creative and also a great fucking. Murder mystery. God, I love everything about it. I haven't watched this new season though. Yeah, I gotta catch up on it also. Oh, uh uh Dead to Me was in a couple nominations. I, I watched that the, one's a neat show. Yeah, I watched like the first season or two and I I, I really loved it. It's, it's the one with uh Christina Applegate and yes. um Linz not Lindsay. Yeah, uh Is it I Lindsay? don't remember the the other lady's name but the like the premise if you have not heard of dead to the chick, me is... it's the chick from freaks and geeks i know that much she's also <laughs> hawkeye like, i know wife. she's in that um the the premise is essentially like this lady's wife dies and then in grief linda counting... cardellini sorry go on <laughs> i'm just gonna start yelling that out especially if somebody asks me what kind of noodles i want linda cardellini <laughs> they're like i don't <laughs> what i don't get it i got rigatoni um... Yeah. Uh no, Dead to Me is this lady's husband dies in kind of like a tragic accident and um she ends up meeting this other woman in grief counseling and they become BFFs and then she finds out that this other woman that she met in grief counseling that is now her best friend is the one that hit and ran her husband. That is a spoiler, but I mean you find out kind of early. I think by yeah, episode 2, yeah. Say. It's just that it's not um it's just that yeah, she doesn't know for most yeah. of the time. So you sit there with the fucking anxiety of it for the rest but, of the time. But it is like it, it explores a lot of the normal uh uh the normal going ons of like of going grief. through grief and and how people around you react and like everybody has to give mm-hmm. their con- uh console you and like bring you a fucking lasagna or some shit. And yep. I really like the way Christina Applegate's character kind of approaches it all of like this like it's she's it's like defeated but not where she's just very much like yeah this is kind of the worst time of my life and i don't appreciate literally anybody right now yeah you all fucking suck for your own weirdly involved or uninvolved reasons yeah it's hella good yeah it's a decent show see outstanding drama series the ones that didn't win Andor, i saw it that was really good better call i'm Saul. not gonna bring up the it. last of us i have watched some of better call saul I mean, I, I didn't. I couldn't get through Handmaid's fucking Breaking Tale Bad. You know how I feel about that. Handmaid's Tale is still going. I don't know. It was nominated, so I don't know For if it's like a late nomination. What? I don't. I don't know. Let me go back. White Lotus. Why don't you want to talk about Last of Us? Last um, of Us is great. No, I was just saying I'm not going to bring up Last of Us because your New Year's resolution is not to talk shit about people that hate Last of Us. No, outstanding it's... lead actress. <laughs> you brought in it up, not series. me. I know. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Elizabeth Moss in Handmaid's Tale. Huh. And there's Bella Ramsey too. Have you Succession watched? Have you watched cake. um Yellow Jackets at all? No, I have not. Uh, I've only watched the first season of that, and and I gotta I gotta watch the rest. I'm I'm, I'm crazy for not having to uh, have, but it's about. Uh, it it it's it's a it's the kind of show that goes back and forth of like what happened in the past versus the present kind of like you know the one of those kind of shows but it's oh, okay. it's about a cheerleading squad 
that was going that was that was flying to a cheerleading tournament something i don't know the game whatever <laughs> you sound but the like point you're someone talking about cheerleading that has like no concept of what cheerleading does you're like it's like a a cheerleading flock that no, goes it's a squad a, a i said cheerleading squad. a cheerleading group meeting no, where shut they up. cheerlead each other shut up because cheer. Because cheerleading has two <laughs> sides. There's there's the fucking bring it on cheerleading competitions, and then there's the yes, cheerleading for, there's for the, games. Like, and yes. I'm saying I don't remember which of the two it is, bitch. But it is <laughs> no, one of those just two. Sounded funny. <laughs> but they take a plane, and the the plane crashes in the middle of the fucking woods in like the Rockies, and uh, they're trying to survive, like you know, kind of like Lord uh, uh, Lord of the Flies style. And mm-hmm. it goes back and forth of like, you know, who who did manage to survive and get out and like their lives now 30 years later. And it's really interesting. Um, but clearly cannibalism took place somewhere in there, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Oh damn. It's it's they can't they cannibalized. It's got Christina Ricci, that's how you know it's good. Dude, I didn't know Daniel Radcliffe was in the Weird Al Yankovic story. Yeah, he's weird out. I forgot that that was like a thing that happened. My favorite thing. So I just saw his picture and was like, who the fuck? My favorite thing about that movie is that it's uh, like 20 or not 20, 10, 15 ish years ago, there was a a laugh or die or funny or die. There was a funny or die like college humor ish skit on YouTube of like the life and story of Weird Al Yankovic. And it is the exact plot of that movie. (laughs) <laughs> well, they and, it, and it, it was right. done by Weird Al too. Uh, so it's he's involved, and it's well, it's, that makes sense. It's not a biopic by any fucking measure because a lot of it didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of this happened, but it's great. Yeah, like I don't think he hooked up with uh, Madonna. He might have. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna's greatest love story: Weird Al, Lizzie Kaplan, and Fleischman is in trouble. I've never heard of that. George and Tammy. Yeah, I swarm. also just saw that and was like, "What the fuck?" Tiny beautiful things. Daisy Jones and the Six. What the fuck is this? Outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. Okay, man, I'm I'm really disconnected. I guess. Yeah, there's a like almost all of these. I'm like, I don't know if I've heard of this. Oh my god, Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives is a show that's still happening and got nominated for Outstanding Structured Reality Program. (laughs) (laughs) What a title! It competed with Antiques Roadshow, Love is Blind, Shark Tank, and Queer Eye. (laughs) Queer Eye took the cake. Sorry, fucking Guy Fieri. What a fucking Outstanding Structured Reality we got to have a, a category for everything. But I mean, Guy Fieri mm-hmm. is is a is a supported by this podcast. We Jesus we Christ, approve Survivor's of him. still going? Yeah, we do. Dude, I didn't know Survivor was still happening. Survivor? I thought we left that in like the 2010s. I thought so too. I guess not. Last of us got some awards, of course it did. Anyway, uh, good for the people who won the thing, and sorry about the people who didn't win the thing. Anyway. Anyways, so this week. I mean, like the Emmys are pop culture. <laughs> yeah, they are pop culture. I feel like whatever we were talking about before this was also pop culture I just don't remember what it yeah. was. Yeah. It's left my brain already. 
Sorry. Oh, we were talking about art. That's pop culture. Yeah, totally. AIR. That's that's fucking. Yeah, that's very pop culture. Very. You pop should just move the fucking <laughs> intro and the Oscar part before that part. That's not as funny. <laughs> and then just call it good. Uh. What was I about to say though? Oh, so apparently you've seen the movie Ted, right? Mm. I know of the movie Ted. I've watched part of the movie. The Ted. Seth MacFarlane Teddy Ted. Bear talks, yeah, makes no, weed no, jokes and dick is. jokes. Yeah. And then there's Ted Two, and it's like less funny according to people. Um, I'm a big Seth MacFarlane fan, as you know. I, I, I've been watching Family Guy since the beginning. I may not laugh anymore, but I, I still show up. I believe in I believe in Seth MacFarlane. Orville. If you haven't seen the Orville, it's fucking incredible. Yes, Orville's amazing. You yeah. and I talked about it when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I and, love it. And how it was like that no one thought that fucking Seth MacFarlane could do a serious show and then he fucking busted out the Orville. Now, to be fair, I don't know if I'd call it like a serious show. I wouldn't well, call it like a drama. Well, they told him that they couldn't do a serious show, but yeah. I think he does a good job of yeah. like riding that line of there are like humorous parts and also very interesting topics that get that make the show a little bit more serious. I agree, yeah. Um but apparently there is a new like there's there's uh, there's a Ted series that's like on Peacock or Apple. I don't fucking know. But because cause Ted wasn't very well received by anybody, but honestly me. Um, but <laughs> I haven't watched, <laughs> I haven't watched any of this Ted series yet. But apparently, it's really good. I've been seeing a lot oh, of like, I've been seeing a lot of reviewers like talk very highly of it. So we might see an Emmy for that next a, year. Yeah, I didn't know they it, made a show. It it just it just like got teased last week and is out now. Like it it was oh, fucking. Gotcha, gotcha. It came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, I see. Twenty twenty four, like it is literally just yeah. straight out it's of the It's Peacock right and now. Peacock. I, I I don't even know how to get Peacock. Can you download Peacock on your PlayStation? Yeah, probably. I got a Peacock account. Huh. I'll just give you my my logins. Fuck, I'll take it. But Peacock has like a lot of like Peacock. I feel like Peacock will pick up anything. Like it's a Nicolas Cage of streaming services. <laughs> So, like I'm sorry, Nicholas Cage is great, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Peacock like is Peacock's the one that does uh, Ted Lasso, isn't it? No, I think that's Apple. I believe you. I haven't checked either, so I only know this because the only time I've ever watched—I mean, it could be multiple—but the only time I've ever watched Ted Lasso is at my friend's house on their little Apple TV app. I mean, that's good enough for me. Um, playing any good video games lately? Um, yeah, I want to talk to you about video games this week, because I know we kind of casually do that here and there, like with music on almost every episode. So I figured we could also like music, give it its own focus hour. Well, um, so my beginning question well, it's, for it's you. Well, focus hour has about five minutes left. <laughs> do we want to just save that for next time then? Um, we, we could and talk a little bit, like. You know, there's there's so many other things. Um, I well, I will I say like... that like Power World comes out Friday, and I'm there, there's, there's a new video game coming out Friday, Power World that I'm fucking stoked for. I'm definitely gonna be buying. Wait, are it. you saying POW as in P O W or some other word? I'm saying POW as in that. This is my pal, my friend, my homie. P A L. This is my buddy. This world. is my oh 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 the like the sort of Pokemon vibe. It one. is absolutely like. Um, so, so first of all, it's uh, imagine survival crafting. So 
think like Conan or Ark or one of those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, then add Pokemon. So it is it is now like I an open world Pokemon hope game. To fucking God, this inspires Nintendo to do a better fucking job of their goddamn. I agree. I games. agree. Because honestly, like the way capitalism works is that things are only get better when they have an actual um, competition. Competition. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Pokemon is the biggest franchise in the world, the biggest IP, period. It beats Disney. Yeah. Disney's, like, at $56 billion. Pokemon is, like, at $88 billion. Billion of the B. There's nothing bigger than Pokemon, period. So, Pokemon knows that they could shit out these awful, like, these, like, not well-made games, and people be like, yep, gonna buy it. So, I like that there is competition even if it's been really tiny so far. And this game is like an indie game mostly, so I don't expect this to, to be the thing. But I'm hoping everybody gets into it because it is like Pokemon survival crafting, like Minecrafty kind of game. But also... I also like that it has guns. But also has guns, and you could give your Pokemon guns and also use some of your Pokemon as guns. And then also... Dude. You can enslave your Pokemon to, like, make guns for you. Yeah, I was going to say there's also Sad Factory Pokemon there's, on here. There's this this game has a lot of fucking shit going for it, and I, I can't wait to just really sink my teeth into it. Friday. Yeah, this game looks fucking neato, and I... My um yeah, my biggest ask of this game is not even necessarily that it's a maze balls. It's just fucking challenge Pokemon enough. There's one named Depresso. If you can if you can fucking make this is what pisses me off. If they just took all of the world of Breath of the Wild, like all of the base layers, everything, and then just switched it up to Pokemon, I would not be fucking upset. It could be the well, same exact map and I would not be mad. I I mean, I understand some layers of it being very hard because Breath of the Wild is a huge fucking game. And yes, and it's gorgeous, it's, and it's there's huge a lot of time spent and, on it, and it took forever to come yeah, out. Yeah, and it, it uses a lot of memory. It uh, Tears of the Kingdom, like, I don't know how it runs on the Switch, honestly. But it runs, and it runs well. But mm-hmm. if you were to add the 800 fucking Pokemon to it, that's... Yeah, I know it creates a larger complication to it. I don't mind if there's loading screens to get places because of it. But I just mean if you can make a game as beautiful as Breath of the Wild, you can sure as shit figure out how to make a Pokemon game that matches the beauty of it. Yeah, I mean, now I didn't didn't finish. Uh, I was saying I understand how fucking big of an ask that is to do. Like, it's because in Zelda, there's like, you, you don't realize it, but there's, there's like, less than 20-ish enemies altogether, and they just cycle yeah, through. Yeah, and they're not... Yeah, they don't even, and like, Pokemon diversify has when so you go much, into different weather features. Right. They're just kind of the same dude. And Pokemon has so much more going on with it. Like, there's so many more. Yes. And, and then there's shinies on top of those, and each one has different stats, and it gets... you got to animate Yeah, it gets real fucking complicated real fast. Like, if you're... 800 combinations of combinations within combinations fuck that's complicated that's a big ask it's it's a whole lot so but on the other hand 88 billion dollars like it's uh, not it's, like i looked it's it not up like, it's 90 billion now oh wow it went up to fucking afford to it do fucking it. went up two billion dollars in the last two weeks since i looked up that metric can you fucking yes. believe that 
Jesus Christ. It's absurd. Um, yeah, like, that's a lot of money, I don't know. Guys. Like, bigger fucking games have existed. I get that the idea is to run it on Switch. So you want it to be digestible for your console. But, like, there's a way to do it. I mean, again, I and I know that it's it is a tall ask. Like making a video game isn't so simple. It's not like no, God, no. Making any video game is not fucking simple. I took a crack at it. It's hard. Um, Yeah, it's (laughs) difficult as fuck. It's it's hard, and it takes a lot of time to even get it right. And there there's so much going on with it. But I mean, I feel like there there was like this last one that came out. Um, Sapphire Ruby no it wasn't Sapphire Ruby it was Scarlet Viridian or some shit I don't remember because it kind of sucked it didn't even have all of the Pokemon in it and it like it looked like not good and I just have to ask like would it be looking like this if Digimon were to make a game that was, was on par with a Pokemon game for a change yeah they don't Digimon games are never that good and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. but if Pokemon had an actual competitor, competitor that allowed yeah. them to go, oh shit, we better fucking buck up. Yep. No, I agree with you. I think that's the problem because it's like uh, Legend of Zelda has a bunch of other games it has to compete with. So yeah. making it this like gorgeous, phenomenal fucking game is paramount to its success. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and I'm I mean, Pal World is not gonna be the fucking Pokemon killer. No fucking way. No, it is not. And but hopefully it's it scares them a little. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> 90, no, billion, no, it 90, won't. 90 billion, 90 billion. <laughs> but I mean, Pokemon, there are a lot of like Pokemon clones. Like there's like the, uh, I think it's called Nexamon or some shit. I don't know. There's a billion fucking little shitty ones. And it's good for them, but they have nothing on Pokemon. They they just don't. No. There's, yeah. Um, and... I don't mind, like, like I'm still mad that, like, Pokemon went out and shut down the fucking Minecraft mods because those were really fucking good and, and well-made. <laughs> when a company's so big, like Disney and Nintendo, where they can just, like, immediately shut some cool-ass shit down just because it's, you know... Oh, cease and desist? Technically their property, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, on one hand, I, I get it. Like, uh, copyright laws and trademarks are there to, like, protect your stuff. Like... On one hand, like uh, Disney going after people with with who are using Spider Man is like, hey, you can't print out a Spider Man birthday card because that's a big no no. That's our thing, and and you using that is not okay. That's kind of shitty. Insane. But on yeah. the other hand, that means that fucking neo Nazis can't use fucking Spider Man as their their uh that's mascot. not what they're doing it for though it's because they right. want to reap fucking every penny they can they don't give a shit about no, no. the neo-nazis i agree if the neo-nazis paid them enough they'd be like fuck yeah i agree i agree i agree but that's kind of what trademark law is supposed to be is it's supposed to be there to like protect people and and ips from being misused um yeah so a lot of the time uh and again disney's not doing this but a lot of the time it's a matter of we have to set precedent if we, we can't let the fucking soccer moms make Spider-Man cards because then it's going to open the door for whoever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fucking Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is in public domain. Oh, <gasps> is it really? It isn't now. Yeah. 
Hold on, I'm grabbing a It's pen. funny, too, because uh, I went to this... Is that why I saw it on Lethal Company? Yes, that is exactly oh why. Oh my god, that's incredible. Um, it's actually funny, because on the boardwalk we were uh, visiting in Sacramento, there was, um, I think, G. Willikers is what it was called, is this toy shop, and they had a lot of Steamboat Willie-specific stuff made by Disney, and I'm wondering if that was like their kind of like they they saw it as like our last chance to really milk this for what it's worth that's funny yeah it was, it was a really cool uh toy store very fucking expensive there's like the spider-man silk shirt that i really wanted and then the price tag said 70 dollars <laughs> yeah fuck that i'm never spending 70 dollars on any t-shirt ever fuck that but there was like yeah, under, there was no, like stairs God, that no. led uh underneath the uh the toy store and, I, and it was like a little disney vault with like old tickets from um, like release of Disneyland and like mm-hmm. the old like uh, mine carts. Hell yeah. You guys got to come visit here if you're going to go to Sacramento. I know it's like twice as far, but. I need something to actually happen in Seattle for me to want to go. I will find things. They exist. Last time I visited, love. last time I visited Seattle was for uh, PAX Prime, but. I mean, yeah, was, is last PAX time you even visited a thing Seattle, anymore? Seattle, I didn't live here, so <laughs> yeah, PAX is a thing. I think it got a little quiet because of COVID, but PAX is still a thing. I would like to go to PAX. I don't I think will, I, I will. I don't think I got quiet you with fun things to do in Seattle. I don't think I got quiet because of um, COVID. I mean, that that probably didn't help, but I think it's because like League of Legends is is on the decline of popularity and has been for a while. It's still huge, but. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a growing fan base anymore. Is that how PAX started? No, PAX is the Penny Arcade Expo, and like. Yeah, I was like. Uh, but PAX was getting as big as it was. Like the reason, one of the reasons we went is to see the um, uh, the 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 world's like semifinals, the North America. I forget what it's called, North America. Um, oh, like they starts yeah, with an like L word. League deal. <sighs> It's like the esports version of the playoffs. I don't fucking know. But we went there to, to, to watch that, and it was a huge crowd, and it's a big fucking event. And, mm. you know, they ha- there's a lot of, like, packs-specific limited edition stuff, like skins for your characters and stuff that you could only get by yeah. going to packs. So there's a lot of st- stuff like that. But I feel like with League of Legends, it's, it's uh, going away. It's kind of down to what the other video games that are being released in that year or the next one gotcha so gotcha, gotcha. the whole thing's kind of fueled on fomo fear of missing out mm-hmm. and fomo really affects me and i try not to let it so i don't <laughs> i don't like to think about that kind of stuff anymore yeah i'm not gonna think about it anymore so it's okay i just looked up packs and there's doordash battle of the brands and it's a bunch yeah. of these different players represented by like a food brand and it's kind of funny. When I do go back to Seattle, I'm definitely going to go to the Unicorn Bar because that was like one of my oh, favorite yeah. fucking, that was one of my favorite things to do. That's what we talk about like every time we talk about shit. I did find, um, I think yeah, but I haven't talked like to, this. I, I haven't talked about it on the podcast. So like now that I have, no, I'll talk, bring it talk up. away. I support it. Uh, it's, I was it's, say, a good, it's a good bar. They have like circusy themed drinks and carnival food like corn dogs. Good. Circus theme. Carnival food and funny, funny gay drinks like one is unicorn jizz. Uh, I'm a fan of the Capri Sun myself. Yeah, that one is pretty. It decent. tastes like just like a cherry Capri Sun. It's fucking perfect. 
I had one called Fruit Loops that tasted like Fruit Loops. <laughs> and it also, I was drinking it and was like, this is going to make me ill. Yeah, I mean. Because this tastes like eating a bowl of cereal, which is a very milky experience. God. And I just can't get that out of my head. And I'm like, I don't want a milky. I've talked about, I've talked about gas. On. Yeah, I, I've talked about gas X, but like there wasn't a single day that I wasn't fucking downing four gas X as well. I was in Sacramento. I <laughs> ate like shit. On our way back, like we had a big outside of the Korean restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Korean restaurant was probably the only thing. Although, again, I ate my weight in meat, and that is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's not <laughs> great for you. Like Brittany and I were stuffed. I, I we were, we were, like, we were hot boxing that car with some protein. <laughs> <laughs> with Brandon in the back? No, he was. Um, uh, he was at a, a poker game with family, and then we like oh, we we had dinner there, like, and Brandon. then dipped out. <laughs> um, but uh, again, I ate like garbage, and then even on the last day, like we had like a big lunch. Um, and then we're driving back, and we stopped at this like gas station, and and they had like you know hot dogs and taquitos and stuff, but they had this cheeseburger stick. Oh God, no! It looked like poop. It but it was like literally just like <laughs> it's just it's just a, a it stick. Looked like poop. It, it's a it's like a hot dog, but it is just cheese. It's, it's hamburger and cheese. And I saw that, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna get real sick if I eat that. And I bought it. You're like, <laughs> I will get ill, and I am okay with it. And Brittany and Brandon are both like, fucking don't. But I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have. How this, was it? How did it taste? It tasted awful. It was like top five things I've <laughs> I, I've ever eaten that I regretted. Top five horrible things. But uh, it, it's one of those. Funny. I have. Honestly, uh, FOMO with food is the thing that I experience the most. Yeah, I can feel that. If like if someone tries cool funky food, um, or a cool funky food is presented to me, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, like I saw I'm it. I'm all like, about trying new stuff. Yeah, like if there's a, uh, I stop now because God, it's impossible. But like you know, in the '90s, early thousands, like the new Mountain Dew flavor would be like, ooh, I really want to try that. And now there's more Mountain Dew flavors than there are fucking names in the Bible. Yeah, when I went to... Um, Major Melon? Fuck off. When I went to the like Coke Museum factory in Atlanta, Georgia, I tried all the, the funky flavors that were available to me. I'd like to go to a, a, a Pepsi version of that and then... Um, it would probably be better. And then... Uh, get the things that they got rid of that I'm still mad that they got rid of. Like the real sugar <laughs> cherry Pepsis. I want those back. I want Pepsi Twist back. Bring back the fucking fuck Pepsi. Pepsi Twist. Pepsi Twist was uh, like 2000s-ish, but it was it was Pepsi with lemon in it. Oh, And nice. it was it was, it was was incredible. It was, it was one of my favorite things. Yeah, that sounds like it would be delightful. Like, like I'm not a big soda drinker these days. Like I, I, I drink a lot of sparkling water or just water. Both are fine. Um, but like back in the day, like when I was a teenager playing a lot of video games, like my go-tos were Pepsi Twist, the lemon Pepsi, and uh, Mountain Dew Livewire, the orange one that's like fucking impossible to find these days. <laughs> oh, and Surge before they got rid of Surge, but that happened pretty early on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I've heard of Surge before. 
they brought it back. Is it still in existence? I think I think you can get it on Amazon. Like it's a Coke product, but honestly, they brought it back, oh. and like I bought a whole case, and I drank the first one, and I went, "This is not and the same. Good. This is not the same. <laughs> it's completely different." Like you changed the recipe, and I'm out. Yep. Again, it's a Coca-Cola product because Coca-Cola. We uh, talked about this. They like to buy up things and get rid of them, like Odwalla and, that's and like, Fruitopia and Surge. Yeah, well, that's any like big fucking company. They like to buy up shit and get rid of it because they're like, no. That's How dare you be competition? World. Nintendo's either going to sue them into the ground or they're going to buy it and fucking erase it from existence. Oh, for Pal World? Yeah. I've been following this game for like two years and I, I remember thinking like any day now that's just going to be buried because Pokemon goes, hey, yep. wait a minute. No, whoa. <laughs> fuck what the up. Because po- well, cause half the advertising is Pokemon with guns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's legal advertising. No, I, I think- don't know if that's... How, what they're quoting their advertising is, but that is what other people are now, quoting Now, I think that as. they're able to to get away by doing a lot of specific things. Like for, uh, this is a survival crafting game. So like Rust. Yeah, it's or, not the same style of game. And also yeah. like you, you do capture these cute little elemental monster things, but they don't evolve mm-hmm. either. So you can't really use that for, for Pokemon. Like because Pokemon, yeah. they evolve. That's a big thing. It, does look like you throw balls at them though. It, they are balls. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, like they little could probably. They're like little crystal things. That. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's this far in, so it, they would have been shut down by now if if it worked. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But maybe it won't until they start until Friday when they start asking for money. Because yeah, so far, well, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say technically because they haven't made money yet. I don't know if you're allowed yeah. to like. Because I think usually the intellectual property line is, are you making money off of our intellectual right. property? Well, you'd think, but no, because Pokemon uh, got really, like, they shut down a lot of, like, mods that introduced Pokemon. Like, the Minecraft mod, uh, Pokemon mod, I don't think they made any money. They might have accepted donations, but the mod itself wasn't making any money. But Pokemon still oh. went after them because they didn't want... Uh, t- to be associated with like these renegade pirate modders, uh, gotcha. Having their IP in any well, shape or form. Maybe it's just because you can't play it yet, then, or can't officially play it yet. Yeah, that that's that was the other one I was thinking of. We'll find out Friday. Is that when it releases? Yep. Well, okay. It's uh, when shit. it's when early access releases, which I mean is yeah, but that's 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 when it releases. Yeah, it's. Is it a survival crafting multiplayer game? Then it's an early access. It's kind of the perpetual state. <laughs> we forever live here in early access. Yeah, well, fuck. I guess we'll find out. Yep. Um, so let's do some... Uh, we have new tunes at home. Eh? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes new yes, tunes. Um, so for this week's... Uh, we have new tunes at home. I'm actually going to recommend a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny artist called Gothic Tropic. Ooh, Gothic Tropic. Gothic okay. Tropic. Um, they might not be that small. I might be exaggerating. Uh, but I'm going to recommend the song Drunk on a Rhythm. It's fucking, it's a bop. I, I listen to it all the time. It's got like good feelings. It's, it is about like, I think the song, my interpretation at least, is like being... Um, you know, going through new things in life, maybe falling in love, maybe starting a new job and just being like kind of high on the endorphins, getting all that dopamine in you of like just being in the moment. I like that. It's good. It's good. 
fuck. I'm going to recommend a song that's on my snowboarding playlist. That's the uh, whitest thing you've ever said. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. It's like a good song to just kind of like do stuff to, if that makes sense. Like what kind of things? Like laundry? Can I do laundry to this song? The first song that I added to my shredding playlist this season is shredding Hard playlist. to Handle by Young Scooter Future. Young Scooter, comma Future. They collaborated with Future? They I've never heard of Young Scooter, but I know Future, so... But yeah, that's a it's a good song. Got a nice vibe to it. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Like snowboarding, I imagine. Like I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> it inspires me to go off jumps with false confidence. I mean, it's on a playlist called Shredding, so Yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, or hate us like and subscribe on whatever is your most favoritist podcasting catcher if you want us next to next ta- time you have to sing all of that no if i don't you like what you heard you are that. obsessed with with <laughs> fucking shitty karaoke and i'm not and <laughs> uh if you want to talk uh, to us about a thing uh or if you want to talk Oh, Jesus Christ. If you want us to talk about a thing or if you need <laughs> advice or music recommendations, please email us at whtpah at gmail.com. Woodpa, imagine that you're spitting uh, at a cat. That's the sound. <laughs> um, Why specifically a cat? I feel like when I spit at people, I also go woodpa. <laughs> uh, or follow us on Instagram at uh, we have that podcast at home, one word. Spelled correctly. Don't listen to Rachel. We no. We uh, we have actually double checked now. I do know for a fact it is spelled correctly. Rachel, I double check every week because you bring it up. <laughs> Next week will be Rachel spinning a wheel. Next week, our topic is in real life. I-R-L. Earl. My name is Earl. Actually, your name is is Rachel, which you've been off-branded of. Uh, and on that topic, I've been off-brand Gamage, <laughs> and this has been We Have That Podcast at Home. Thank you very much. Love you. Bye.